0: be able to define it, whatever your idea is, very easily. Why buy is ad free clickable video? It's, if you see something in a video you like, you can click on it and buy it immediately. You know like you have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. It's like YouTube except there's no ads. You can click on things in the video, buy it immediately. If you have a cool idea, be able to explain to somebody pretty easily and ask 10 people, if more than half of them think it's pretty cool, then do your homework. There's a lot of tools out there, Google. Do a lot of marketing research, right? Like know what the market looks like. Um, Know your competition. And then as a product manager, building a software product, I follow an agile methodology, which I like because it's very non-technical. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a technical person. I just like to hang out with people. But um, like, don't do a bunch of steps. Just do the one thing today, right? Like they say that like to-do lists to be effective. Don't write 10 things on your to-do list. Just write a couple. If you complete them, put some other ones. But to get started, if you have a really cool idea, Maybe your only thing for the day, try to explain my idea to 10 people tomorrow in an easy way. Just leave it at that. Then the next day, you know, find right on your to do list for today, uh, research 10 companies that do something similar. That's it.
1: I'm yeah. going Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We've got a great one in store for you. In case you happen to miss the last episode, here's a quick snippet. And then we will get on to the show. So when you enter the lives of a, of a customer or a client that you serve, um, you're also not a character in their story. And so you have these two narratives coming together. And if you can't articulate in a crisp and compelling way, why those stories belong together,
2: they're going to hire somebody else.
1: So Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We'll kind of go. Absolutely, I really really appreciate it. Uh, So we're going to go into your story, uh, have you know a talk a little bit more about the businesses that you uh, you know that you run that you started, uh, kind of share about some of the lessons. But uh, I always find it's most interesting just to kind of start with a story. So tell us how did you get started doing what you do, and you know how did you get passionate about doing that? What's your story?
0: Cool. So I'll talk about what I'm doing now uh wanting to build a business i think the biggest piece of it is uh, my mom's side my grandfather built a successful business in the 40s he was a a concrete contractor in southern california he laid a lot of the curb um, sidewalk curbs piers highway uh, stadiums that you see in southern california that are still there today and when, when i was young i always thought that was cool to build your own business, to do your own thing. I hope, you know, from a young age, I just thought it was a cool thing. Um, And then through college and after I've just been doing the corporate thing for a while. Um, And I lean more and more towards thinking that that route was really secure. You know, it's like the larger, the business, that's like a secure foundation to build your career. And then as I went, I saw that that's not really true. You know, I thought it was kind of cliche. I just was kind of grew up that way that it was cliche to uh, follow your passion or like you really just have to. There's a format, you know, old school family, uh, older parents. I thought there was like a format. And then I went down that road and just the older I've gotten, I realized, like, you got to really be into like, you got to do what you love. It's not. a. I mean, it's not just a saying I found it to be true. Um. So why buy video, it's interactive video. And how I got there was um, selling for a large tech company. Uh, One of my customers was NBC and I spent a lot of time at 30 Rock talking to them and hearing this is between like 2015, 17, um, that there wasn't really a plan in place to compete With Netflix and YouTube, um, not only from the amount of content that they were creating daily, but that the average person was consuming, right? Versus legacy television. Or if I wanna talk about it, the industry refers to it it as linear, right? Like you're just watching a box, sit in front of the couch, watch TV. And then at the same time, worked for another large tech company um, selling. One of the things is, it's called forms, right? Some people may know about, as, as it relates to like a database, but any like website that you may go to, you fill out your information, name, email, whatever. And years ago, you'd see a, a banner link or something to win a, a gift card, a free Starbucks gift card. And you put your name, your phone number, your email. Well, now, 2019, you're not going to do that. Doesn't matter if it's $10 or 1000 Cause you know, right away, this is a scam. It's a waste of time. I'm going to get scammed, you know, uh, so form data, uh, click through rates, affiliate links, these things are harder to gain, um, attention from consumers. And then at the same time, the, the same time, the way we're consuming content, right? If you have kids or anyone basically under 30, they're watching, they're consuming video content a different way than we were more often and differently, right? Mobile, Netflix, YouTube. So combining those two things, I like to watch YouTube, and knowing that affiliate marketing, uh, the legacy version of it is challenging. I've always thought it'd be super cool if you could just, whatever I'm watching, whether it's Netflix, ABC, you know, TV, anything, YouTube, I'd love the ability just to click on something and buy it immediately. So like we're both sales guys, if I was watching this podcast from the outside and I just know, man, this dude has been doing like 40 episodes, those head, that headset he uses must be awesome. And even though we're not doing this podcast right now to talk about headsets, if I watch you every week and I love the quality of this podcast and watching the video of it I'd and say, hey, I wanna start my own. Even though you're not talking about it, I want the ability to click on your headset and buy it. Or your shirt. I could think, man, that collar's like, I want a banker collar like that. I want a starched, like, blue button down. Like, I've never thought I wanted one before, but I want one now. Or that mirror in the background, right? Just the ability to click on something if I see it and buy it immediately. Um, So combining, you know, two things that I like, entertainment, retail um combining them into one and there was a market need for it so that's originally just the idea of something that i wanted and then i went down a whole road of validating it in the marketplace and testing it and uh i could talk about that if you'd like but that's kind of how i got started is just saw a need and thought of something cool that you know i'd like to see that i wish existed
1: i think that is actually really interesting so what you said about uh, in this case the way that people are consuming so they're watching video and really in thinking in terms of okay from the sales aspect what's going to make it easier for them to consume in the context within which they're they're doing that i mean clearly if you can provide a new way for them to be able to purchase what they're seeing that is very interesting that is kind of observing to see what's what's going on and uh yeah, I think that that's definitely something too that thinking about a lot of people that are, are in business right now and thinking of the digital age and what to do with their uh, business to keep uh, relevant and to grow. There, there's definitely some lessons there. And what you did say about the validating and testing. So you had this idea, you have this, this vast uh, digital network of people and uh, consumers. How, how did you go about testing that to see that that was gonna work?
0: Cool. So I use LinkedIn, right? This is a great tool to use LinkedIn for. So what I did is I just, I said, okay, I know a lot of people make YouTube videos, podcasts, like a lot of YouTubers do reviews, unboxing videos or just reviews. Like this is the review of this car or this product. And I looked at different segments. I said, okay, what kind of reviews do they do? Lifestyle, home and garden, tech, food, automobile. Those are the big categories. I said, health and fitness. All right, let's take health and tech. And I said, let's take one large brand. We'll say Fitbit. And then I went down and said, what was the most popular Fitbit product ever? It's the Fitbit Charge 2. Came out two years ago around Christmas time. I took that one product and then I found the top 100 YouTube review videos from around the world that did a review of the Fitbit Charge 2. I created a database. I reached out to all 100 of those YouTube content creators from around the world. I got in touch with 67 of them. I interviewed uh, all 67 on a one-hour phone call. Uh, I had a set process of questions that I asked them. And then I asked them, I said, listen, I'm envisioning a world uh, where there's no ads, right? Like YouTube, there's YouTube Red, you can pay a subscription to avoid ads. You can put an ad blocker on, that'll work some of the time. But as a content creator, there's only a couple ways to make money. One is AdSense. It's the click here to monetize button on YouTube. It allows a video from a brand, dishwashing soap, whatever, toilet paper, to be played before your YouTube video. And the other is to do affiliate marketing, right? Um, So I interviewed these content creators that did this Fitbit thing. And I said, listen, I'm, I'm doing a test, a pilot here. I wanna create an aggregate of the top 100 videos. Well, they're already on YouTube. But I said, I wanna make a landing page separate that's just the top 100. You're one of them. You're a lucky winner, right? Uh, and then the idea was to go to, U- to, go to Fitbit executives and pitch this. Um, so I interviewed all of them and then I got them to sign a digital document to really show that there was traction. I said, listen, if there was a platform that existed like YBuy, where you could take the same video content that you already uploaded to YouTube, would you put it on my platform if I could click on your Fitbit while you're doing the review? And if someone purchased it, we would give you a commission? Like if you could click on the Fitbit live in the video and buy, and someone could buy it immediately, would you upload your content and the majority of them signed, right? I I sent them a docu sign. They signed it, sent it back. Then I went to the Fitbit executives, right? Uh, Some through LinkedIn and some through people I knew on the West coast and in New York city and had several conversations Said, here's my idea. Will you guys pilot this? If we can show that we can streamline like you're getting the highest quality content, that people are really gonna like your your specific audience is really gonna care. This is a website just to test out if it's only Fitbit content, are people gonna purchase? And they were like, "Well, that's cool, but um, we have our marketing dollars." Because I said, "I'll pay you guys anytime someone buys a Fitbit from one of these videos through this portal. We'll pay Fitbit directly, and we'll pay a commission to the content creator." And they were like, well, that's cool. But um, we have marketing dollars tied to specific channels, right? Like less than 1% of Fitbits are actually purchased through Fitbit.com. The majority are Best Buy, then Dick Sporting Goods, then Amazon, then an aggregate a whole bunch of, and they have marketing dollars tied to specific retailers and middlemen. So I found out that's just too hard. Um, and then it came... To me, that you know, Amazon Associates already pays a commission for a lot of YouTubers. Um, but it's really challenging because you specifically have to do a review video. Like you have to be talking about the headset that you're wearing right now. My concept is with wi Buy is everything should be able to have at your doorstep the next day immediately. And for that YouTuber doing the review on that Fitbit video they're only gonna get paid on that Fitbit because they're doing a whole video about the Fitbit. Why are you limiting yourself? You're wearing a Nike t-shirt, you're wearing Nike shorts, you're wearing sneakers, you're in a studio that's got all this expensive equipment around it, you're outdoors, like there's a whole bunch of stuff you could be monetizing that you're not even talking about. Uh, So then we decided, you know, with Amazon, we're completely out of logistics and we have the best logistics partner of all time that's ever been created. Right. Um, So now we partnered with them and any product in any video without having to sell it, it can just be tagged in a video. um, And then Amazon pays us a commission and we give the majority to the content creator. That's kind of like the journey of how we, you know, we learned a lot during the path and i'm still doing that like every step of the way i use linkedin and other tools to talk to a lot of people to find out like what matters to them first and then just try to iterate you know on the net the, the next immediate step
1: that is really technical and deep and in some ways that really sounds as if you have a good concept of a lot of the things that are happening digitally and socially, just a lot of what's happening at the moment. What would you say to another business owner or another entrepreneur that has maybe a different concept is kind of seeing, uh, I don't think the, a good majority of the, of the people that are running business right now, or even some of those executives at some of the larger companies, they don't have a concept of some of a fraction of what you're kind of going over there to implement this. What, what would you kind of, what would you share with them to kind of take away from this experience to, to help them thinking through how they're doing business and how to sort of really maximize on what's available to them through all these resources?
0: Yeah. Through the existing resources, I think it's a way to get the pulse. So there's one as a mentor and then, um, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, uh, the fat Jew. Have you heard of that guy on okay. Instagram?
1: I've heard Josh, of him.
0: Josh, he's a big marketing, mega marketing guy, like millions of followers on Instagram, mainly just like memes, right? But I say this for two reasons. One, a couple of quick examples of like the tools available to you. And a mentor of mine, and I try to keep this in mind when I'm doing anything is like, if you're trying to raise money or people are just looking at a new business, right? Objectively. And you being a sales guy, you'll totally appreciate this. Like business A, they don't have a product. They have nothing. They've created nothing. And they're looking to raise money. And they're saying, we need a million dollars. We have nothing. We just have an idea. And, but we have 100 orders for people, pre-orders for $10,000 from 100 different people signed and ready to go. That said, if you create this thing, we will sign and give you ten thousand bucks right now, from a hundred, you know, a hundred different people. Can I get a hundred thousand bucks to build this thing? Every time, they're going to get funded, right? Versus another company that's building this really cool thing, hoping that everyone's going to want it, and then they ask some people, "What would you want?" And they build another little thing, and then right i think it's and i i try to use that as this guy on instagram the fat jew they put out products weekly right that are not even real like a water bottle like a a jar that has some slogan of the week some controversial slogan or like hip-hop term or something like whatever on the on the water bottle and they put on instagram and they say we're selling these right now for 24.95 the jar does not exist. It has not been created. But their Instagram following is like 10 million people. So they have a free resource to get a pulse on if they can get orders before their, anything's even created. Right? So I constantly try to think the same way of like, what do people, what are people willing to do and what are they wanting? And then, like reverse engineer it. Um.
1: It's so interesting that you just said that in terms of the pulse and how you just walked that through. I literally was, you know, on the way on the way home today. I was I was listening. I think it was either to a podcast or it was a, an audio book somebody we were, we were talking about essentially how the traditional, um, in terms of maybe the traditional business owner might go and spend all this time to just create the the product or no, this was a Facebook live. This was a Facebook live I had saved. And this person was talking about how they would, uh, how they learned to go and sell stuff online. And they said the biggest mistake that people were making really was not knowing who their niche market was not knowing who they were focused on uh but really just wanting to sell something and then going out and trying to do all this activity and getting free advice and listening to here and there and then just trying to do all this activity when they didn't really didn't know who they were trying to serve who they were trying to help who that direct market was uh and if they just took the time beforehand to understand that uh that they could be a lot more successful and so this concept of being able to get the pulse of your market Uh, that is game changing that, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And and some of it's like just those 67 hours of interviews I did with 67 individual YouTubers, I learned that a lot of people on YouTube, like a lot of people don't know this, but you may see someone that's got like 4,000 subscribers and it looks like you, you know, dude in his house, right? You're like, this guy doesn't, he's got a gig. Or this is cool, but he's not part of like a media company. A lot of these YouTubers that look like it's a guy named like, you know, Dave Smith Tech Review unboxing video. And it's a guy in his house like doing reviews on like iPhones and stuff. They're actually part of one of the top five media conglomerates. They're actually owned. So when you go under YouTube and you try to find their contact information, you call them after the interview they would kind of open up and they'd be like, oh, I'm part of this other media group. And then that media group is owned by Verizon or Comcast. Like when I took it a couple layers and then I also found out with a lot of the new algorithm changes, it's harder for a lot of smaller YouTubers to monetize and be profitable. And they want to really stick out and be like a bigger fish in a smaller pond. So my story and strategy kind of change on who I'm targeting so right now when I'm telling the story of why buy I initially thought yeah you want to get the biggest youtuber and just get them to blow up why and talk about it you know eventually which doesn't make sense because the platform would not be able to sustain that in a bit in a beta right or like a starting phase but uh it was only through having like hours and hours of conversation that I really got to start to tweak the pitch and like who I'm serving so now when I'm having the discussion, it's really like, if you're a small time YouTuber, right? You're not just on YouTube. You've got a podcast, you're on Instagram. Like you want to diversify your social portfolio. You're not just only going to go on YouTube. Right. Um, And I found that that really resonates, but it's only because like put in the hours of having conversations with people.
1: What, uh, what kind of, how did you structure the questions that you asked? So how did you schedule and actually secure those appointments with those people? Right. And how did you structure the, the actual conversation, the questions, tell us about that.
0: So how I got it was I went on YouTube. I went to the person's profile. There's always a thing that says contact me. Sometimes it'll be, there's a different address for their business account then I would personalize each email. So I'd be like, Oh man, I watched your YouTube video. Like I used to live in Ashburn too. Like I have a seven year old also, you know, um, I love action movies. I really respected this video because I love Rambo also, or like some sort of reference that they had. So each email, the first two sentences in the subject line would tie back immediately to like, you know, um, ashburn whatever like something personal to you so i knew like they knew immediately it wasn't spam because it had something directly from their last youtube video and not something from the first five seconds or last five seconds like the middle of the video i would take a quote directly from their video and then make a reference to it on like some opinion that i might have had and then follow it up with like i want to get i'd love your feedback can i get 15 minutes with you on the phone which always went longer um that's how i scheduled i was really successful like i said there were 100 people i had 67 uh, which is pretty good because these are people in india i had calls with multiple people from india china singapore thailand uh, england these people are on my current platform now but um that's how i started it was really like Oh, and then the questions were obviously all met, like formatted to try to get them to see my vision, right, of like where we're going a little bit. But then would tie it in where, like, what do you want to do? This part's huge. I'd say, what is your end goal? What are you trying to do with this YouTube channel? Like, what's your end vision? And I'd say over 90% of the people and some of the YouTubers that I interviewed, remember, cause these are the top 100 reviews of the Fitbit. Some of these guys are guys and gals are already making six figures a year on YouTube. It's their full-time job. They've got professional studios. They've got sponsors. They're monetizing through YouTube. They take it really seriously. Right. And um, it changed a little bit, but I would always end the conversation with, What's the end goal for you? And they would all, every YouTuber would say, I want to replace my day job with my passion for what I'm doing on YouTube. And these are people that are firefighters, bankers, librarians, like everything. Uh, Cops, I have a guy that creates content. He's an ultra marathon runner. He's a police officer in London they all said the same thing. I wanna replace my day job with making videos about my passion. And the only caveat I would say is the big time YouTubers that I interviewed that are already like having a successful living, they would say, I want to create an international brand out of my content. So somewhat of a variation, but like I got the same answer from everybody because that was my end. Question: Like, where do you see yourself in five years, and what's the goal with all of this video content you're making?
1: Now, knowing that, where, what, what would be the big value? So, you finding that out. Is there sort of a next step, or is it to try to see about leave it in their mind that you could try to help them with that, or that again is how do you tailor the the value proposition of of Y for example?
0: That's how I ta- tailor the, vi- the value proposition. And as a product manager, that's been incorporated into the values of my company, right? So I, like we created ah. we created values, and I did that using several different exercises. But I found that that like I had a pretty cool systematic way to create values for the business. It was content, creativity, and following your inner path, um, and they all coincided with what I heard from my customers, which my customers are content creators.
1: Right now, this is actually blowing my mind. I don't think you can really see it, but you know, I've been at this sort of trying to do this engagement on LinkedIn and creating video and now podcasting. And I've been mainly doing this primarily from thinking through who my target audience is and really who I have the natural affiliation to really try to help, which is entrepreneurs, right? But a lot of this has really been me sort of sharing my experience with the idea that as I'm also entrepreneurial and I'm learning as I go, if I share, it's providing the information. At the same time, though, to really make the time to go and connect with, say, the top entrepreneurs and to really try to understand what it is that they really care the most about, uh, that would save a lot of time and probably tailor whatever it is that I'm doing but for everybody else that's watching or listening here that's entrepreneurially minded and is hearing this, I think this is, this will really open up their sort of strategic mind on what they need to do is to really reach out, connect, and to understand their target audience, but hear it from them, not just what they think. That's, that's what I'm taking back from this. Thanks. That's super cool Now, th- some of this for your approach to this. Now your background in, in the corporate uh, In the corporate arena. And then you mentioned, you know, 30 Rock and some of the media. Um, did you get more of this experience from the, the sales and from the corporate background or from the tech? Where did you kind of I met like it you- more.
0: I hate to like These mega comp right? so I worked for IBM and Oracle and I worked for MetLife. That's been my career outside of college mega companies, right? Have obviously have been successful for a reason. I learned a lot of great things, but at the same time with IBM and trying to do a hold harmless against myself right now, any legal things, great business, amazing products. But I will tell you that um, a lot of our customers, right? There's cheaper products, SaaS-based products that do one thing super cool that were built. I heard about someone today. I have a friend who has a marketing company. He does like uh, business cards, branded stuff. And we were in there doing a video shoot. It was in uh, Tyson's. We were doing a video shoot for the coffee company and the video guy was there. And I linked him up with my friend who owns the marketing company. And he's like, yeah, we don't do video. And we tell our customers, like we don't do video, but we know a guy that does video. So some of these monster tech companies, right, they do a lot of acquisitions and products get washed out. Um, but they, they tend to say, we do everything. And it's, you just, it's just not true. And it shows in the product. So like the messaging is kind of like, you can't do everything. Like What are you into, right? Because there's a lot of these products that are way cheaper and they're built by people who lived and breathed that industry so like hr tools or marketing tools there's so much digital stuff right with aws like where you can build new products and just like development languages and you can build new products that do one thing really cool um, and it shines and comes across in the culture right and I wasn't really feeling that with some of these big companies um, not to say that like there's a lot of amazing things And then I've heard that word, which I thought was really hippie-ish, because I'll be—I'm a capital—you know—I'm all for capitalism. I'm all about the bottom line, and I want—you know—want to generate revenue. Like that's in my LinkedIn profile, right? I want to maximize revenue growth um, and be profitable. Like that is important to me, very important to me. Um, But at the same time, they. You hear the word culture. I'm on the borderline of being I think I might be a millennial. I'm confused 37 so like I don't really know where I fit, but I heard the word culture. A lot and I found it to be true, right, like um, Especially over the last year or two, like the culture you're surrounding yourself with who you are, what you're building or brand. I think it'll ultimately make you really successful or just happy in what you do with your day. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm tracking, man. It's uh, I'm thinking here too about actually something that I, is a newer way of thinking about this, I think for me at least, is uh, non-core work versus core work. This is like another spin on the idea of niching down. And it almost seems like that very much relates here where a lot of people or you know to get it to a bigger organization or a bigger company or you have a bigger vision right you may think about trying to do everything but you produce better work and you attract more people and you you essentially become a lot more effective when you niche down or you just focus on the core work Uh, you're able to tailor everything and i think that does create a certain culture Uh, even i was listening or i was really kind of researching uh, seth godin's book this is marketing and one of the things he he really talks about how the the culture is created. Uh, if you're wanting to make a change, you've got to know that that audience. And you've got to speak to them. He may, gave a lot of examples of you know from like the Grateful Dead and how they sort of built out. And I think it's very much cultural. It's uh, yeah. So I think that's really interesting.
0: I did that. Uh, I brought on another co-founder recently. I interviewed twelve people, and this guy is all about video, interactive video. There's a lot of people. I don't know if you saw Bandersnatch on Netflix recently, like the choose your own adventure.
1: I'm going to check it out. I saw that on your LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. Interactive video with LinkedIn. I'm telling you like Mark, this is recorded two years from now, all LinkedIn video will be interactive. You'll be able to do the tools and we want to bring those tools to creators, to you we want to bring best of breed interactive video tools, whether it's a choose your own adventure with this podcast, whether Mm. it's like, you know, interactive features that you can do with streaming. We want to bring all these features to everybody. Um, And we're starting, you know, right now, but as part of the culture, I talked to a lot of skilled people, right? Like highly skilled, highly paid folks. um, And ended up, partnering with a guy who share it's not a money thing, right? Like he's a creative, he's a storyteller, and he's passionate about where video can go. So it's it's been a great fit so far.
1: Awesome. Well this is really cool. I would like to hear a little bit. So this business that you're doing here with and am I pronouncing it correctly? It's it's Why Buy.
0: Yeah. Why yep. Buy video,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So with Why Buy uh, and, and this also now why buy is in terms of for where somebody, you just why or why video. Uh, yeah, video. video.
0: Yeah. Why video.
1: And then the interface, uh, in this case, so what are people looking? So if somebody says they're going to look up why uh, they, they pulled it up online and then yeah. there's videos that you can watch and like interact you with.
0: Yeah. It's the same. Literally all the videos you're seeing there are also on YouTube. Um, Click on the video, watch it. If you see something you like in the video, pause the video. You can click on the product. Immediately, you're on Amazon. With one click, you can purchase it. A lot of times, it's on Amazon Prime. It'll be there within the day. So one cool thing, we did a lot of study around artificial intelligence and consumer habits. Big companies, brands like Nike, Adidas, have put in a lot of money in investing and Finding out how they can get you to purchase right through e-commerce like and they found studies, the fewer clicks, the better. So the whole idea is we want you to be able to watch your favorite content. And have a product that you see in that video at your doorstep in the same day, all within three clicks. Play a video. Click on something you like click to buy and it's at your house. So go to Y by video, watch videos you like, music, fitness, whatever, from content creators that you're familiar with, click on products. In the video, there's no advertising, there's no banner links, just like this video right now, if you dug my shirt, you could click on it, it'd be at your doorstep in the afternoon. Yeah, that book, is it, if it's, on, it's probably on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon, obviously. Yep. Yeah, yep. so this podcast, if you literally want to take this podcast, and send me the mp4 or upload it yourself on Wi by video we'll tag that book this we'll tag all of your former podcast videos we'll tag everything but nobody will ever know there'll be no you're not selling anything but just if people over time see that book in the background and from time to time you mention it one of these days someone's just going to click on it in the video and buy it and then uh, you get a commission as the content creator.
1: This is basically absolutely game changing. So this is super interesting. Uh, so it just pulls together everything. So as you're speaking here, what I'm really imagining again is that now with the power of the internet and the social media and all this stuff, like what we're doing here could not have been done 20 years ago. Like we're doing this broadcasting that just could not like there's no way we could have done it before. And then you have people that are building their own brand based on what they care about and they're building an audience. And ultimately, the middleman is just completely cut out and it becomes organic and it becomes at such a higher level of value because it's all from what people really want and they're drawing and building their own audience. This is actually really for all the entrepreneurs that are seeing this that are not really getting social media or kind of seen it. This is definitely very advanced, I think, but I think maybe this might open up their eyes to see this is why you have to create video. This is why you have to create content. This is why, you know, it makes sense to spend two to six hours a day just connecting with people and building a tribe of people that care about you. So you can then figure out what they want, figure out what they like, and you can tailor whatever it is that you're doing. And if you're authentic and it's really helping them at a higher scale, like you're doing business in a way that's never been done before. So let's, let's switch gears a tiny bit. What is it about the consulting uh, process that uh, can you, can you shed some more light on, on that specifically?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'll have conversations like we're having right now with other people. I had one like intro type ones. I did one through a Slack channel for PR and marketing, right? So if you want a piece on like fortune or whatever, there's these different Slack channels that go nationwide for entrepreneurs. To get publicity right to get the story just having the conversation like One of being upfront. One of the reasons I'm doing this just to have more content to let people know what I'm doing what you know nonlinear video is all about Um, And I'll talk to people on LinkedIn or I had a conversation with a company that does conflict management resolution the other day. And I talked to one of the founders and she's had this business for a couple years a pretty cool solution they have a huge team doctorates they don't have a business development person they don't have a cro they don't have a vp of sales and within 30 minutes i was like yeah you should integrate this with an hr solution like that that addressable market is enormous they assume companies like yours left and right you would providing huge roi conflict management with hr if you can mediate a problem in-house and record that and take that recorded video file with the two people that got in an argument and you put it and store it with your other huge hr solution so there's a file of it you'd save time money like all this stuff and it's like i know these people i used to work here i'm like we, you should And i told her the same thing i said you should do case studies tell them you'll, you can use your software for free the coffee company i told her i'm like i'll link you up with their hr person If we have a conflict in our office, we'd love to try your solution for free. You could do a case study, see if you actually helped us mediate a problem, you know, so like we were more effective. And then you'd have a case study and her mind was just blown. Um, So I offered consulting, right? I was like, hey, I have, I could, if you have projections or ideas, I could help you. I just like doing that, taking, and to get back to what I said earlier, it's like, I'm not going to pretend I have expertise in things that I don't, but I do in BD, right? In sales. And that was her issue. So I just kind of opened it. Like if there's goals, you want, let's see if we, if I can't help you uh, reach them. And it looks like we're going to be starting a consulting engagement.
1: That's phenomenal. So I'm, I'm, I am hearing a a common thread here that I think could be a major takeaway and uh, we can, probably start rounding it out from here I think we've gone through quite a lot uh, in terms of the 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 process of consulting asking questions really approaching somebody to understand what their issues are what their challenges are not trying to sell them right but approaching them to understand and consulting and seeing where you can identify the challenges they have just like getting a pulse on the market interviewing uh, influencers or interviewing people that are, that are producing and finding out about what they want and what they care about to then be able to tailor a solution. So it sounds to me uh, that that's kind of an overall thread uh, that's producing a lot of success is digging into uncover before coming with a solution. Uh, but then having so much information from that consulting to where it's the close rate is just sick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that's why uh, cutting our teeth, and I know your background as well, like cutting your teeth in sales, doing it for long enough, it's just, it's like second nature to ask a hundred questions. And intuitively, like when I go to places, like when you told me you're Turkish and you know Alan, like immediately I wanted to know a bunch of other things. I mean, that guy is interesting. I just want to learn like what got you to, I kind of have an idea, but just like what got you to this place that you're doing this now. Where do you want to go next with this? Like all this stuff. It's just easy to ask a bunch of questions uh, and it makes it that much easier to like actually be helpful. Right. And the more people, you know, you can just, yeah, link people together.
1: All right. Last, maybe last question is this. So I find that this is a challenge too. So uh, it may be communicating in a way, being that I've been in sales for so long, you've been in sales for so long. Uh, the complexity really with everything you just went over it's beyond i think what a lot of people may be at and even the ability to be able to get an appointment and have a conversation it's beyond where some people are at it's overwhelming so if you take some of this uh, experience that you have and the success in connecting and being able to consult to to go over that what would be some of the basic things that you would share with somebody that kind of Has major light bulbs going off right now, but it's like, I don't know how I could even begin to start doing this. What are a couple basic things that you would share with them to encourage them to be able to move forward successfully?
0: I'd say the first thing is ask. Be able to define it, whatever your idea is, very easily. Why buy is ad free, clickable video. If you see something in a video you like, you can click on it and buy it immediately, you know, like you have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. It's like YouTube, except there's no ads. You can click on things in the video, buy it immediately. If you have a cool idea, be able to explain to somebody pretty easily and ask 10 people. If more than half of them think it's pretty cool, then do your homework. There's a lot of tools out there. Google, do a lot of marketing research, right? Like know what the market looks like. Um, know your competition. And then as a product manager, building a software product, I follow an agile methodology, which I like because it's very non-technical. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a technical person. I just like to hang out with people. But um, like don't do a bunch of steps. Just do the, One thing today, right? Like they say that, like to do lists to be effective, don't write 10 things on your to do list. Just write a couple. If you complete them, put some other ones. But to get started, if you have a really cool idea, maybe your only thing for the day, try to explain my idea to 10 people tomorrow in an easy way. Just leave it at that. Then the next day, you know, find right on your to-do list for today, uh, research 10 companies that do something similar. That's it, right? And like you're doing with your content, just do it every day, but just keep it like, just do the one, like that's all I can, all you can do, right? We can only do so much. So it's like, just do the one thing for today. And then wherever that takes you, figure it out the next one tomorrow.
1: Awesome. I think that was, that was game changing. So it was phenomenal.
0: Oh, so, same here, man.
1: Th- this was awesome. Uh, so, so Tim, tell us uh, for people that want to connect with you, or obviously we know, you know, for why videos, so it's why Is that correct? Yep. Okay. So yeah. how, how will people connect with you? What's the best way for them to connect with you? How do they follow what you're doing? What, will, yeah. what would you prefer for them to try to yeah. reach out and
0: go to Video Upload some videos, whether it's from your phone, MP4s from your computer, like YouTube videos, whatever. Uh, You can reach me at tim.corey at ybuyvideo.com. Check out ybuy on Instagram. Uh, Hit me up on LinkedIn. Message me. Talk to a bunch of people every day. So it's a lot of ways.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. If you enjoyed the conversation today and you find yourself wanting more, there is. These conversations are recorded live in our closed Facebook community for entrepreneurs called LinkedIn Mastery. Head on over to Facebook for LinkedIn Mastery to find the extended clip of this recording, along with many other conversations and resources to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Just be sure to replace the Y at the end of Mastery with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery. Enjoy this sneak peek of the upcoming episode, and if you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe so you get first notification of all upcoming episodes. And if you really like us, and you want to help more people hear us, be sure to write a review, a five-star review, and let everybody know how Errol helps entrepreneurs.
2: You know, I'm never ashamed to say my background. You know, I'm an ex-offender. Um, I was a high school dropout. And um, about the age of 24, I started changing my life. And um, I started getting into social service work, helping other people. Um, I went through a program at the time where I, when I was incarcerated. And uh, it was a program where it was um, a violence prevention program where we had to take classes from like seven o'clock in the morning to like eight o'clock at night and while i was in the program i heard some information that resonated with me and i met some guy a guy that was a, a group facilitator and a um, case manager and i said you know what i said I- i'm gonna be doing what you're doing and he was like yeah okay whatever um but i did so well in the program that when i got out they offered me an internship And then six months later, I had keys to the same jail that I was previously an inmate in. And um, that's the first point when my life started to really change um, and the trajectory started to change
1: for me. And so it's been an interesting journey. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery, where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery.